Hello everyone and uh, welcome to uh, today's Greetings Gossip. Uh, not a lot to talk about really, but we, we figured we'd do one anyway because there's a trip to Wembley on the horizon. Um, joining me is uh, Dan Clark and Jamie Hawkins. Um, first place to start, what a game. Yeah, I mean it's just, it almost just carries on the, uh, the Carlisle extra theme from this season as ridiculously open end-to-end expansive encounters that are so much the opposite of what a lot of the playoff ties often are but uh, yeah another absolute classic last night and uh, well, what a way to win it I guess in the end having a extra were by far the better side they should have had the game pretty much out of sight 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go you think that you've finally done enough to secure it to see off Carlisle and then uh, go throw it away again but Jack Stacey rescues it last kick of the game with a, a screamer into the top corner. I mean, that's how you want to get you want to go to Wembley. That's probably the the ideal scenario to get yourselves there, a, a last-minute winner, and it gave Carlisle no chance to yet again equalise against us this season. <laughs> uh, Jamie, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just about recovered from it. Stopped, <laughs> um, stopped pinching myself. Yeah, it was just... <sighs> Unbelievable, wasn't it? I think that's one word you would associate with the, the whole evening. Um, so many goals between both sides, and I think, oh, it's been that many, it's going to be a, a nil nil ball. Um, and you know, obviously, go 2 0 up, the tie seems to be pretty comfortable um, and over. And then Carlisle out of nowhere get two goals in quick succession again. Um, and then you know, with extra time looming and everyone, you know, being stood in the big bank for about three hours, you don't, don't think our legs could take it, let alone the players. Um, and yeah, from such an unlikely source, one way, it's one way to win, isn't it, in the last minute, but with such a, a stunning goal as well, it's, it's quite something. And yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be forgetting about that night for, for quite some time. And uh, part of that, I thought, was because it was such a, a cracking atmosphere at the St. James Park as well. Yeah, I mean, the Big Bank was absolutely rocking, as, as usual. The Red Legion were superb once again. Um, I think the players, you know, they they really... Um, I think they said, you know, how important a part the fans play, and Tisdale said it before, and, you know, they really get the crowd going, and, you know, they get everyone on their feet, especially at the end. Um, and yeah, there's not many better atmospheric uh, places, I would say. And Dan, your, your thoughts on the crowd? Yeah, there was um, well, it was, it was a completely past sold out from the Exeter City perspective, and the, it's one of those things, you know, sort of, it's by far the best atmosphere we've we've seen at the park this season. There's been some games where it's just sort of felt very very flat. I mean, even the derbies against Plymouth haven't had that kind of atmosphere from start to finish where you can hear the crowd you know, constantly I mean it was like you know, trying to commentate last night um, but oftentimes you could barely hear what the person next to you was saying due to the noise of the crowd so that must have come across all over the pitch really inspired the players as well and that's um, sort of the best atmosphere really since um, well, the start of the Liverpool game really that sort of it tailed off as the end as the side got nervous and Liverpool came into that game but that's just the kind of atmosphere that Ideally, you want every single week at St James's Park. I mean, you're not likely to get it, but there's a lot of fans who 
and come, they'd bring, yeah, make the noise, and you'd hope they can take that to Wembley and sort of out, definitely out sing and the, the Blackpool fans and make it another sort of raucous atmosphere just with 20,000 of you rather than 7,000 of you this time. <laughs> and I suppose that sort of night, if, if anything's going to attract new fans to the club, that, that sort of night is going to be it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've had many big occasions at the park in, in recent months and years, of course, Liverpool. Um, and, you know, you'd think who, most of the people that went last night will be, um, you know, expecting to, to go to Wembley again. Obviously, you know, to go to Wembley full stop is a such a, you know, momentous occasion, whether you're a fan or not. Um, you know, you think back when it took 30,000 to the first playoff final, um, you know, it's ridiculous how many more people go there than some home games. But, you know, I think it does encourage more fans to, to turn up um, every week, especially with so much late drama that's gone on this season. And, uh, well, you've heard what we've had to say about the game. Let, let's see what Paul says out to say. It was very exciting, <laughs> as you can probably imagine, but... It was, it was a strange feeling because I was more nervous at 2-1, you know, the fact that we were holding on for that last five minutes when injury time went up. Once they scored their goal, there was a strange sort of acceptance that we'd, we'd have to go and score another. And we, we'd be, several week, we would, they score two, we'll score three. If they score three, we'll score four. It's hard to stop them. They're, they're a very, very, you have to respect the way they attack. They're a very, very well-drilled attacking team. So went 2-2 we just thought we'll score another had Ruben Reed ready to come on you know it, it was it was positive thoughts and of course when Jack got it I just thought please get the target but you were so positive as you say in scoring that goal because usually when, when you come from when you're 2-0 up and they score two it's usually the normal thing is the momentum's with them yeah well we, we've spoken all week about it you know they, they, they've, they've come back at it so many times that they're so good at it that actually we just thought Crikey, we're just going to keep attacking. And they, you know, there's no point standing back and sitting and waiting. And we thought, just get on with it and try and score another. And we discussed it. They scored two, we'll score three. They scored three, we'll score four. I mean, I couldn't have, I couldn't have um, you know, prophesied that any better, really, and that's what happened. Can you start the spirit of your team, though, over these last two legs? Well, it, no, it goes, it goes back further than that. It goes back to the start of the year when we had you know, a dozen games, 15 games at the start of the year. We could only put a team out, and there was discontent everywhere. People were questioning me and the squad. There's only so much you can do, and you know, if you there, there are quotes that I've made when we were bottom of the league, and this is the best group of players I've had in about seven or eight years. And I'm, I was probably scoffed at at the time. But as a manager, you've got to believe in the players, and there was no different. I have to say, there was no different with the, the spirit and the attitude in the players at that moment than there was this week leading to this game. They've been they've been behind each other. It's been very determined last 30 games to get from the bottom of the league to the playoff final. And we still have another one to go, so let's not get too, you know, eulogise too much. We are we are now having the opportunity of a great day out, and I don't want it to be just a great day out. I want it to be a successful day out, and I've lost there before, I've won there before, I know what it feels like to lose and win. So let's temper all our emotions and think, OK, prepare some normality, but let's prepare for a great day in concentrate on the players and playing our best. Are you confident, are you confident your players can do that, like, keep their feet on the ground between now and the final? Absolutely, absolutely, no reason why not. And uh, we've had, a, we've had a, an incredible year of upset and, um, and 
I suppose lack of belief in the players from outside the dressing room. Now we've we've got an, an opportunity to, to finish it off with a success. Not there yet, I have to say. Blackpool in the final. D- did you really mind who you were playing as long as you got there? No, but you, you know we'll sit down and we'll, we'll we'll now assimilate all the information variables. We played them the very first game of the year away, the very first game back in August, and now we're playing the very last game. So. Um, Two bookends, I suppose. It's been, a lot, it's been a long season. It's a long story. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, two bookends at the end of a long story, and uh, let's finish it off with the next city success. But we have to admire and respect all of our opponents, and then back our own ability and uh, give it the best we got. And uh, you heard, listened to Paul Cesar there, and uh, I mean, he made some big calls last night with his uh, with his tactics, didn't he, Dan? Yes, I mean, also, I think before the game, we all. Put down our lineups as to what we thought Portisdale would do. Um, it's fair to say none of us had Jordan Tilson in the lineup, but it was definitely a decision that sort of paid off. I mean, it's the kind of game that Jordan Tilson is made for, really, sitting in front of the defence, being a defensive shield, breaking up play, and that's probably one of, if not the best type I think I've actually seen him play in, a, in his city shirt. There's only sort of, I think, one occasion where he sort of got caught out of position or wasn't there making those challenges, making those blocks, and you know, having him in front of that back four enabled some of the, uh, the more attacking players to play a little bit more freedom, break a little bit further forward, knowing that there was someone who was going to sit there and cover for them in case you know, it didn't work out, they got caught out, they could gamble a little bit more and get those goals. Jamie, your thoughts on Tisdale's uh, tactics? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess... Slightly disappointed not to see Joel Grant start because he was superb in the first leg. But you know when he came on, he was, you know, fantastic again. Um, you know, I guess you can't really be too surprised given, you know, we know how much Tinsdale likes to change it up. But yeah, I thought Tilson came in and, and did an excellent job. You know, he don't think he really perhaps gets the credit he deserves. Um, you know, he, I guess he's one of those players that kind of goes and notice, just sits in front of the back ball, tidies things up, um, you know, gets stuck in as well with challenges and, and headers. Um, but, you know, um, obviously Stacey coming in as well, a bit of a surprise, I suppose, given he hasn't really played much recently, I don't know why, but, you know, he was absolutely superb again with, you know, topping it up with that goal. And, uh, you know, I, I think the whole team played well. Um, my man of the match might have even been Craig Woodman, but uh, Dan, who, who would you have as man of the match? Um, well, I suppose there's two players who sort of stood out for, for me watching the game. I sort of um, Ollie Watkins and Ryan Harley. I thought they're two of them, they ran the show. I mean, Harley and Watkins, to a in recent weeks, performances have dipped a little bit, but last night the two of them were fantastic. I mean, every time Ollie Watkins got the ball, Carlisle's defence looked petrified of him. He could run at them. And they just back off and let him run forward. Um, so he kept up with his, the two goals as well, but he was always creating chances for the you know, for the rest of his team. I mean, also uh, up there on his own, actually, was a bit more of a physical presence than perhaps you'd have expected from him. He was winning his fair share of headers against the the two Carlisle centre backs. He was holding the ball up, using his strength, and that's a a part of his game we've not always seen. If he's could, if he can add that to his game as well, then that's a definitely a player that a lot of clubs are going to be looking at and Harley sort of from the off just sort of controlled that game in that sort of wide left channel pretty much everything went through him it was a brilliant ball which led to the first goal and 
you know, he often gets you know, a bit of criticism for being a bit too careful, a bit too, you know, just playing it safe, always going backwards. But there was none of that on show last night. It showed the kind of play we saw in his first spell, really. And not only that, he was sort of probably one of the hardest working players on the pitch. There were so many times he would you know, be on the end of his box one minute and the next minute he's charging down the goalkeeper at the other end to make a block in. And that's just what you want to see from everyone, sort of running from one end of the pitch, putting in the effort. And I mean, it's hard to pick out anyone who didn't have a great game last night, but I think those two were the, were the best two on the pitch, as far as I could see. Jamie, your thoughts on man of the match? Yeah, I think it would be an easy choice, I guess, to, to pick Ollie Watkins. I think, you know, I think he's been a bit disappointing in recent weeks, to be honest. Um, perhaps since he got the the EFL Young Player of the Year award, and obviously all the, the speculation perhaps that distracted him, but last night he was absolutely superb. I think, you know, you just got to look at the goals. Um, I only watched the first goal back. Um, earlier today because from the big bat it didn't really look like it looked like it's happened but he still had plenty of work to do to um, you know change his position so so quickly and tuck it in the corner and you know the second goal on his left foot as well after you know doing so much from such a tight angle um, I think Danny Higginbottom said in commentary you could have two goalkeepers and you're not saving that um, but yeah he was absolutely superb again um, and I also thought Troy Brown had a very solid game at the back. You know, we conceded two goals, but you know, they were quite scrappy goals, weren't they? Um, but yeah, as Daniel said, he, it's hard to fault anyone from that performance, even you know the substitutes as well, um, the likes of Grant, and you know, played very well. Yeah. And uh, I'm, well, as well, I guess we got to talk about the winning goal. What what a strike! Yeah, <laughs> it's up there with um, the best goals you've sort of seen recently. Mm. It was just sort of, you could see him cutting inside and you're sort of thinking, do we really want the right back shooting from 30 yards mm. on his on his weaker foot? Mm. There's surely a better option to try and get the, that goal because the way it was going, you sort of felt extra time. They're still going to be on their knees. Carlisle had all the momentum and probably going to be the favourites, but... He just struck it so sweetly and it sort of just swerves away from the defender who tries to get a block in and then the goalkeeper and in the top corner and as soon as he's hit it you know that's going in the back and there's nothing that you can do about it and you know, not what a way to get your your first goal for the club really as well. Mm. Jamie, uh, you mentioned earlier an unlikely source but Jack says he's had a brilliant season hasn't he? Oh absolutely, he's been one of the best players you know obviously he's been out of the team recently for reasons beyond me um, but you know we were you know, it was right behind it actually when it, it went in and the crowd were urging him to shoot more and hope I guess than, than expectation um, I think it took a little bit of a nick but I think it was still still going in and it was I think it, yeah if anyone deserved to score a goal this season it was him given his, his performances um, you know, when you look back to, to goals, famous goals at the park, probably, you know, Ollie Watkins is against Plymouth last season. Um, and that was just as, um, you know, worthy of, of winning a match, if, if any. And, um, yeah, it's just disbelief, I think. I think there was a picture of um, Jake Taylor's reaction 
he had his head in his hands. Like, he couldn't believe he was <laughs> shooting from there. Um, you know, if it had gone anywhere else but the goal, he might have got a bit of stick from, uh, you know, his teammates and and some of the fans. But my word, what a goal it was, wasn't it? <laughs> well, uh, I caught up with the uh, the man himself after the uh, after the game. So let's have a listen to what Jack Sacy had to say about his goal. I think I think it's got to be, you know, my career highlight yeah, so far. I mean, you can't get much better than sending you know your team to Wembley in the ninety fifth minute, can you? So yeah. And uh, talk to me about the goal. I mean, you know, what happened? Talk me through it. You know, well, I think I'm I'm usually comfortable on my left, but to be fair, my legs were cranking up. I thought I just got to have a go here, and you know, when you see it curling away from the key fires jubilation after that and uh, just the whole manner in which it happened you know the, the whole game it was was just an incredible tie wasn't it yeah I mean Carlisle are a very good team they 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 never give up as we can see they keep coming back into the game um, but you know we always believe we we could beat them at our best we believed our best was better than their best and I think at times that showed today and you know we won in the end and uh, Tiz made some changes tonight including bringing, bringing you in and they, they all seem to pay off didn't they yeah we've got a really good squad um, you know the lads played really well in the first leg and Tiz, Tiz always said he's going to pick two teams based on based on the occasion um, so yeah this is as much for the lads that played in the first leg as who played in the second leg and uh, you know going to Wembley now that, that must be an incredible yeah, feeling it's, it's unbelievable I can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> and have you, have you played there before or will this I've be... never played there no so <laughs> you know it would be brilliant to get there and uh, you, you obviously got Blackpool I mean I, I guess it doesn't matter who you play you must feel confident yeah I think you know I think we're, we're always going to be confident um, the run we've been on recently the way we've been playing um, you know we fancy ourselves in one game against anyone in the league and uh, you know the, the way it, the way this went happened as well that must give you, give you a huge boost going into the game I think so I mean you know the whole stadium just erupted, <laughs> didn't it? So hopefully all the fans can get behind us just like they did today. The atmosphere was brilliant, and yeah. And just on that, just on that atmosphere, you know, sell out crowd. It was was an incredible thing to be a part of, wasn't brilliant, it? Brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Brilliant to play in front of, and brilliant to celebrate with everyone after the game. And uh, the fans have sort of really taken to you since since sort of you, you joined online, haven't they? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've given my all for the team, and I hopefully I think the, the fans see that a few chance of signing up after, which is always nice for me. It's <laughs> my confidence. So um, yeah, the fans have been great to me. So uh, a week on Sunday, we'll uh, we'll all be at Wembley then. Uh, who could have predicted this six months ago? Yeah, bottom of the league. Um, I think it was that loss to Carlisle that sent us bottom to yeah. league, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How ironic. Um, <laughs> yeah, never would have thought um, Wembley. I think the start of the season, playoffs were, were talked about by the you know the, the players and, and Tisdale, but you know when you're that far down at the bottom, you you know I don't think many people would have thought we'd go down, but you know it was only a matter of time, I guess, before the results started turning and then going on that incredible unbeaten run um, it was almost in shout of automatic promotion which you know that would be too much to ask I think wouldn't it but um, you know three Wembley appearances in what, 10 years now all under Tisdale as well it's just incredible really what a turnaround Dan have you ever known a season like this? I can't recall one that sort of had so many sort of ups and downs throughout the whole season. I mean, at the start, it looked, you know, looking at the sides and the squad and the signs, you were thinking, oh, we should be in and around the playoffs. And then the start of the season, particularly at home, was just so, I mean, so dreadful. It was nine games in and two points secured. And you're sort of thinking, well, 
it's going to be a you know bit of a battle against relegation here. I mean, I think it's only Newport and Leighton Orient who spent more time in the relegation zone than the next of the season, and yet they're ninety minutes away from going out of the division the other way. But it's just such a turnaround, and you sort of always felt it though, at the start of the season that even though things weren't going well, the results weren't great. There was some deep. They're putting in some okay performances and just losing by the odd goal and then winning games away from home and there were a lot of players out injured so you're sort of thinking well when it all comes together if all everyone comes back in there's something here they can do a little better it didn't feel like when bottom of the table at the end of November that the playoffs were realistically going to be an obvious achievement it sort of you felt they were going to get you could get up there but it would be just falling perhaps a little bit short or just setting the same for for next season but there's been some incredibly dramatic games in the second half of this season sort of a, a lot of you know, very very late goals I mean I, I can't think there can be any other club in the league who've scored as many goals in the last five minutes of games as Exeter have this season and it just seems that there's a, a never say die spirit and attitude that they're going to play for 90 minutes and keep fancying their chances to score with the last kick of the game every single game. Well, that's you, David. You know, it's kind of a neutral, I guess. Um, <laughs> obviously, you've, you're covering City this season. You know, spoke to the players in Tisdale a lot. What, what do you think about it all, the turnaround? I think it's uh, it's an interesting one, to be honest. Because, as Dan says, although uh, they although they, they were playing poorly at the start, or they were getting poor results, they weren't playing that badly at home they weren't they weren't great I would say that but away from home you know I looked at so many games and thought if they can start putting these performances in at home they, they could be up there you know you look at the amount of chart, the amount of points they dropped at the start of the season at home especially I thought it was a case of you look at the table now if they'd have got what 15 points out of those games you know 5 wins something like that suddenly you're looking at automatics if not the the actual title so it's just been a, a complete topsy-turvy season and I think Wembley is a perfect place for it to finish really mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, it, I, it's difficult I can see I can see why fans weren't happy at the beginning of the season and I, I, I think Paul Tizar said said yesterday about the uh, about the, the quote he came out with about it being the best uh, the best squad he ever had and that was well, had in six or seven years and that was when they were bottom of the league and how, how people scoffed at him mm. and uh, it is a very good squad and I, I think now they had, once they got the home form sorted it, it, it all sort of turned around and uh, yeah it's just been incredible to watch I, I said I think I said back in February I've given up making predictions for this season <laughs> because you know, I just don't know what's going to happen yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's just been been amazing really yeah mm. Well, uh, well, that's uh, been this episode of Greason's Gossip then, and uh, we'll uh, join you again next week looking at uh, to a trip to Wembley. Thanks a lot. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 20,50 per maand met de Huawei P20 Lite. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.